Hi, I'm Brittany, and I accidentally became a business owner in 2020. Since then, I've grown an audience of tens of thousands online and transitioned from done-for-you services to a leveraged business model, all thanks to the power of organic marketing and personal branding. However, I'm the first to put my hand up and say I still have a lot to learn. So I'm bringing you with me. Whether you're in the Delulu beginning stages or the messy middle of building and growing an online business, hit subscribe and let's learn and grow together. It's business and it's personal. Hi, and welcome to episode three of The One Woman Show. Now, to make sure I actually give you really accurate dates and numbers for this story that I'm going to tell you, I've actually gone back through my Instagram story archive to find everything. And I want to talk to you today about a really pivotal moment in my business, a time period that I really thought was what I wanted and what I see lots of people chasing. And I want to share what that was really like from my perspective Both my thoughts that I was having at the time and now looking back with how my business has changed, how my offers have changed and give my insights, I suppose, on what I would say to myself now with the knowledge and experience I have and why I would just wish it happened all so differently. So it was the 16th of March, 2021, and I took a post-workout selfie. So I just finished working out of the gym. I'd gotten in the car and I was celebrating because I had hit 1000 followers. And I can even remember the people, like I I know exactly who it was, who um, I'd become good friends with online in the industry and they were DMing me, congratulating me. Um, And I was so, so excited. My partner was so happy for me. He bought me flowers. My friends and family were cheering me on. It was such a huge milestone. Like it just, it, it really did feel like I had ticked over a certain phase and I was just on to the next, you know, milestone, right? And I remember actually there was a bit of like momentum building up. I remember actually hitting the 400 follower mark. And sort of between that 400 to 1,000, there was definitely a a speedier momentum with that growth, but it still took time. And reflecting on this time, I was spending a lot of time on my content. Every reel was a production. I would spend hours in Canva fussing over things. I was doing a lot of story content. I think I've said it in a previous episode, you know, one to two full Q&As, Q&As, Q&As a week where I would give people like really detailed advice. I would, you know, basically audit their accounts, um, do full screen recording tutorials of everything. Like I was putting a lot of effort in, oversharing, over-delivering, and you know what? It paid off, right? I've spoken about that approach and that strategy in a previous episode as well. Now that was, if I look back on the date, um, the 16th of March, 2021. Now, two weeks later, looking through my story archive on the 31st of March. So this is the end of that exact same month. I shared a story that I had hit 5,000 followers. Another two weeks ish after that on the 19th of April, I had hit 10.6 K. By the 20th of May, the exact following month, I had doubled that again. This is really rapid growth, abnormal, and unlike anything that we really see today. And I really want to talk you through it, through that experience, um, through what it was actually like in terms of, yay, such an exciting time, so much, um, 
I don't know, it was so fun to have this community being built around me and growing before my eyes. We would wake up, like Cody and I would wake up every morning and check my phone and being like, oh my God, you know, another thousand, another 2000. And it, it was exciting. And I will never, ever say that it wasn't a really <laughs> fulfilling time. It wasn't, I never, ever was like, oh, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, right? Um, it was exciting. It was exciting to watch the community grow. It was exciting to have that reward of all that hard work I had put in. So I really want to be clear on that. I'm not saying that it was not joyful and exciting and happy. And I wasn't, you know, I was definitely thrilled of the results. But I do want to talk you through, I suppose, the reality of it in terms of what it actually did for my business. Now, you've heard it before that going viral is really not all it's cracked up to be. Lots of people talk about this, um, (laughs) generally people that have gone viral, of course. Um, And it's because there are two sides to it. There's a lot of excitement. Um, You do feel like what I said earlier, um, you're getting rewarded for your hard work. Um, You've created something amazing, whether it was one piece of content that did it or content over a period of time. Uh, For me, I felt like it was an ongoing Um, the ongoing body of work that I was creating with my, with my profile, I was posting a lot. Um, I was creating really cohesive, um, in-depth, uh, detailed pieces of content almost every single day. And I really felt like that was all in the lead up to, you know, this result, but I was getting, uh, a lot of followers, um, and they were really like mishmash of people, which is understandable because when you do go viral that's what happens, right? You will start to bring in a really broader scope of people. Um, And some were not even business owners um, from what I could tell. And even the business owners that were following me probably weren't in the market for social media management. Going back to what I had spoken about in a previous episode about uh, making sure I was attracting the right businesses that um, had the budget um, and the capacity to take me on. I wasn't bringing in those people, right? I was also getting a lot of engagement, which is great, but the engagement would be, um, you know, where's your outfit from? Or I love that laptop stand. Where's it from? Uh, which is really lovely. Uh, but none of it was really converting into anything on the flip side of that. I was also getting a lot of hate comments. So people picking at me, teasing me, um, just saying nasty things. It's, it's very common when your content's being seen by a lot of people, um, people making fun of what I was doing, um, insinuating that I had, um, I don't know that I was scamming people. I don't know. It was, it's a really crazy time. Um, there was a lot of like personal attacks, but as well, like a lot of like, um, people, I suppose, like attacking the things I was saying, like, you know, how I was trying to educate people saying that I was making claims and all these things. I won't go into that, but that was also happening. So that was sort of a bit of a roller coaster that I'd never experienced before. Um, and yeah, it was just all new to me. Every single day it was waking up to something new, something different, new people, new DMs, new engagement, all these things, new views. It was sort of like this roller coaster that I just didn't know what the next turn would be. The other thing that was happening, which is a great thing, is I was getting a lot of inquiries. And when I say a lot, like a lot, to the point where the actual like inquiry form on my website, like it got full and it stopped I don't even know how it gets full, but it just stopped bringing through the inquiries. So then I was having people DMing me saying, I've inquired like two weeks ago. I haven't heard back from you. Or they would find my email through my Instagram as well, send me emails. And I just literally, 
I couldn't keep up. I, I didn't know who I had responded to. I, I was so like just overwhelmed as well because I also had clients I was working with. And by this point I had clients who were finding me through Instagram um, as well as the people that had been recommended and referred to me when I first started the business. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know who to help first, the new people or the current clients. I was so overwhelmed. Um, and again, the people that were inquiring weren't really that right fit. Um, they weren't the businesses that I typically worked with and they didn't really have the right fit for it. So when people say it's not all it's cracked up to be, generally what they're talking about is, yes, it's exciting to have the community growth. Yes, it's exciting to have the engagement, but it's not all it's cracked up to be because generally a lot of the time that doesn't actually convert into business, into sales, into customers, into clients. And at the end of the day, while I'm someone that does truly love creating content, a lot of creators obviously have that from the you know perspective of my business. I, I am doing this to <laughs> make an income for myself, to grow my revenue, to grow and scale the business. So as much as of the hard work I had put in and to have these results, it was disheartening that I felt like it wasn't turning into anything. It was all very exciting. It was, you know, it's so much buzz and hype and oh, it was just so fun to have that response every time I would post or share something. But the business wasn't growing. Like it was just like I had this engagement, which is great. Um, but it wasn't turning into anything. So I want to talk to you kind of about the three, sorry, the two things I wish I, I had had set up and I had done differently and, and what I would wish for you if this is to ever happen to you, because going viral is something you can't control or plan or prepare for, or like actually go after. Um, it can happen implementing a strategy um, correctly for a decent amount of time, implementing it consistently. You can have pieces of content that perform really, really well and will bring you extra reach and visibility. Um, but you can also randomly go viral because we've all seen it, those random videos that everyone's showing around and you're like, how the hell has this got 1 million views or 500K views? It's a weird video. It's got none of the elements of a successful reel that we always talk about, you know, a hook or a trending audio or shots cut in a certain way, whatever it is. There's like two sides of going viral. There's the random unexplainable side and there's like the, okay, you've implemented the right strategy here. Uh, for me, it was definitely the, the strategy that I'd been implementing over time. That was the reason why I was able to build up that extra reach and visibility. Um, but I, yeah, I want to talk to you about what I would recommend for you if this ever happens to you and what I would wish for myself if it ever happens again. So the first thing is that this whole, like this whole experience was essentially just one huge missed revenue opportunity. <laughs> um, yes, like I said, I was getting a lot of inquiries, but at that time I only had one service, which was social media management. And that was full scale. Um, they have to be onboarded. It's an onboarding process, you know, it can be between two to four weeks. It's a month to month service. And if the type of client that was inquiring wasn't right for that, I lost them. I didn't have any other service or offer that would um, that I could, you know, sell to them that would suit them, that would help them out. Um, and a lot of the time they weren't even really right for social media management. They weren't even really looking to hire a social media manager. They just wanted to work with me in some ways. So they said, Hey, you know, what have you got? How can I work with you? And I was like, Oh, um, I, I social media management. And they'd be like, no, I don't really have the budget. Or I would say to them, Oh, you're not really the right fit for it. They weren't the right type of business. And I would, I would lose that 
opportunity for a sale. I would lose that that revenue. So I just didn't have the business model that could serve that amount of people. Yes, I could have hired more social media managers. I could have hired a team. I could have outsourced more, but you know that's not an overnight fix. I couldn't hire someone um, that afternoon to start working with 10 new clients the next day. So that really didn't solve my problem at all. And I just couldn't service all of these people. I had no nothing in place, no structure, no system, no offer in place. Eventually and slowly over time uh, throughout this period, while this growth was still happening throughout 2021, I I did start to implement this. I started to offer, uh, you know, one-off coaching sessions and audits and brand overhauls and so and so and so on. Just trying to put things out there so I wasn't missing you know, those revenue opportunities. And I just, I just wish that I had <laughs> looking back now, oh my gosh, all the people inquiring, I wish I had something that I could have offered them. Um, so it was a really big missed opportunity for revenue. My revenue and what I was earning per month didn't really change when this growth was happening because I just simply couldn't service all of those people. I also didn't have, you know, something like an email list in place. Eventually I did. Yes. But initially when this was happening in about this March time, I didn't have an email list. I didn't have a lead magnet to at least be building up another audience or platform. I didn't have anywhere to siphon these leads. I didn't have any waiting list to put them on. I wasn't even like an affiliate for another program that I could offer. I could make, you know, affiliate, um, affiliate sales. I just, it was just dead. It was dead money. It was dead inquiries. Um, and it's just, it's so hard to look back on that time. you know, and, and hindsight is 2020, right? You know, I do everything differently. I wouldn't let this happen uh, if I, unless I had like a membership or a program or something I could sell them, you know, a low ticket offer or something. Um, so I really just, I kind of just all faded away and, and eventually the inquiries did slow down and returned back to their normal state. But I, at, at the time, yeah, I, I lost a lot. I didn't have the team, didn't have the services, didn't have the offer to service that amount of people. So something to really think about. Do I have a way of taking on these leads? Do I have an offer that's suitable? Do I have something that is suitable for people that can't work with me in my high ticket program or offer? Do I have something small that can satisfy them? And looking back now, gosh, I wish I did. You don't know what you don't know, right? The other thing that I wish, (laughs) gosh, I wish was so different at that time and and what I really want to instill in you is something that I think you should make a priority are systems and processes. And a lot of the time, and I've said this before, my business was an accident. I didn't really have a lot of the like more traditional processes and systems in place if I was actually starting my business with a little bit more intention and strategy and a game plan. Um, I was really just making things up as I went. And I'm like, oh, um, I need to create a, a website. So I would just do that. And then I need to um, create uh, like a system for my client files. And I would just do that as I needed it, right? I didn't have like this proactive mindset. So when it came to actually handling inquiries and the process of okay, getting back to the inquiry, then booking them in for a call and the process of onboarding them and all that, like there was no system. So the people that I was taking on, again, I was still balancing the clients that I did have. I was unable to like, see to all of the emails, all of the inquiries. I was unable to book them in for calls. So maybe by the time I got back to them, uh, they were no longer interested. They had moved on to someone else, which is understandable as well. My mistake, my error. So I want you to think about, you know, do you have a system for incoming inquiries? Do you have someone that get back, gets back to your messages um, quickly? You know, if you're someone that's with clients all day, you can't be on the front line of your DMs or your inbox, whatever it is. You know, what is your process? Because a hot lead 
really generally is hot for a reason. They want to book in, they want to buy now. And I missed a lot of opportunity again, even for those people that were right for social media management. I just didn't have the systems in place to be able to actually serve them well. So I want you to think about, you know, a piece of content performed really well and you had 50 people overnight book in for your one-on-one calls. What if you've got things scheduled that day? What if you, you know, you don't even have a booking system and, and they want to book in and they tell you a time and you've got 40 emails back and forth. Like what's the system? What's the process there? Is it all manual right now? Can you automate it? Can you make it simpler? Can you make it more efficient to make sure you're taking advantage of all this traffic, all these leads that are coming over to you? Again, it kind of leads back to that missed opportunity. There's two parts to that. It was definitely not having the offer, but it was also just really not having the systems and processes in place. So really thinking about the pathway that your customer or client would take is it easy for them to make an inquiry get in touch with you is it easy for you to take up on that lead um, to make sure they are served to make sure that they get what they need the the communication um, is opened up don't just think about okay I need to keep posting to keep posting need to get the traffic need to go need to go viral whatever it is make sure you've actually got the back-end systems to actually support that because you never know when it could happen when the floodgates open and then you miss all of those leads, all of that opportunity, because you don't have the actual business structures there in place to support you when it happens, especially as, you know, a solo operator. um, It's really overwhelming when you've got clients that you already need to be servicing and helping out. And then you've got inquiries and people wanting more from you. You can't really split your time like that. It's just not enough hours in the day. So really thinking about, okay, what's the pathway that a new lead would take? And do I have the systems and processes to actually support it? So I want you to think about, you know, why is going viral important to me? Um, And I think there's nothing wrong with wanting your content to perform well, wanting the algorithm to show your content to the right people. That's the goal, right? We are using, you know, if you're primarily using it as a visibility platform to increase your reach, um, get in front of new people, you want your content in the algorithm to do what, (laughs) you know, it's going to do to get in front of the right people, right? We want it to build momentum. We want views. We want people to come over to our profile. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing shameful about that. But in terms of actually going viral, I think really reflect on, okay, what does that mean to me? What do I define as viral? What do I even define as like a successful piece of content, right? Is a successful piece of content, a piece of content that engaged, gets engaged by people that are the right fit for my business? Is it a piece of content that gets one inquiry from my DMs? You know, whatever it is, defining what successful content is versus like viral content for you is something that I think it's really important to reflect on. It might be just a numbers thing. It might be like just what it looks like at face value. Is there a certain number that you're like chasing? Is that that's going to make you feel like a legitimate business, like a real deal business? Is it because it's the number your competitor has? Is it because that's the number that you've sort of, you know, been led to believe is the number you need to reach to be legitimate. That's also really important to reflect on that. And I've done a lot of reflection on that since then. Now, Um, I think at the time I wasn't specifically chasing a goal, uh, which is why I think that whole going viral experience was like a really big learning lesson for me over like a big ego trip for me. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is not what at all what I expected. It's exciting, but it's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. 
think about for you what is successful content defined as what is viral content defined as for you think about if you actually need it what is the right number for you it might be that you're a local business and you only serve people locally because you work with them in person so would having 10,000 followers actually be beneficial to you if those 10,000 followers do not all live within a 10 kilometer radius of what of where you run your business right does it make sense is it worth me chasing this specific arbitrary number for my business or am I chasing that number for like some other reason so getting really clear on what your goal is why that's your goal and if that's actually going to be beneficial to your business and your revenue selling your offer booking clients whatever it is a little reflection goes a long way I think and really defining and making um, an active choice to create successful content, not viral content. We don't want to chase virality. We want to chase visibility, engagement and leads from those right fit people that we have the capacity to service and serve in our businesses. Because at the end of the day, um, it's not about numbers. It's not about crazy, arbitrary goals. It's about helping people. That's why we started our business and that's why we do what we do. So I hope this helps to give you a bit of insight as to my experience going viral. The real reason I was able to build my community and grow quite rapidly, again, you know, different time to now, 2021 was is very different. The algorithm 2021 was very different to how it is now in 2024, but it really did come from months and months and months of really consistent posting, oversharing, over delivering, showing up for my audience, showing who I was as a business owner, showing the value that I could provide as a business owner. And it was, it was a lot of hard work, dedication. And with that consistency and that commitment, content that works for you in that successful way, not that viral way, but in that successful way is possible. It just takes time. It's not an overnight success. But as well, I want you to remember that there's no point having it if you don't have the business to actually monetize it. A lot of people say, I want to monetize my Instagram and that's great, but you actually need to have the business structure in place first. Otherwise, there's no point. Something to take away, something to think about. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three. If you've got any questions about what I share on the podcast, I'd love to chat to you over on Instagram. You can send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you. Let me know you're listening and tuning in. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The One Woman Show. Whether it's a day of Zoom calls on your agenda, content to film, or a laundry list of other tasks to tick off, including your actual laundry, I want you to know that I see you and you've got this. Be sure to hit subscribe and I'll see you in the next one. Now, if you're looking for a community that provides you with all of the tools, resources, and accountability to get your content out there consistently without fail, then look no further than Conquer Club. I designed it for business owners just like you who want someone else to do the heavy lifting when it comes to the strategy. All they have to do is hit post. So join now and get access to weekly trending audio reports monthly content plans, including those B-roll prompts using our signature content funnel strategy and live co-working sessions. So you can create your content alongside me, connecting with business owners all around the world and getting real-time feedback and insights from yours truly. Listeners of the One Woman Show can also get exclusive access to my Double Your DMs mini training for free. That's my many chat step-by-step process for creating your first automation on your Instagram profile to convert those lurkers into leads. Subscribe now and cancel anytime. I'll see you inside the club. Check out the show notes for all the details.